This is episode 433, Healing the Sister Wound with Mariella. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our first show of 2024. If you missed part one of my New Year ritual that dropped on Saturday in Coach's Corner, you can go and listen to that. And then this weekend on January 6th, I'll be dropping part two of my New Year's ritual process. And you might think, oh my gosh, but it's January 6th. It's okay. It's okay. Like I know that some people really, really love to do everything on the day of the new year really just be in the energy of it. And having that week between the letting go process and the calling in process is really powerful. So look out for that on Saturday. So today's episode is about healing the sister wound, but really it's about letting go of being right, (laughs) which I think we all need to work on from time to time. So as you're listening to this episode, consider, is there something that happened in the past where you are just waiting for someone to tell you you are right. Have you been hurt or have you had an expectation hangover regarding your sister from your family or a female friend? Are you someone that feels like you gives more in relationships than you receive? Like you hold a lot of space for people, but don't necessarily get it back or maybe from someone in particular. So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Mariella. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, which is Caraway Cookware. You've probably heard me talk about Caraway before. Their internet famous kitchenware is a staple in my house. I am a stickler, no pun intended, for non-toxic, non-stick pans. I want to make sure everything my family is eating is free of as many chemicals as possible because there's so many chemicals we're exposed to that we can't control. So where we can make wise decisions, where we can control things, I want to do that. And I think cookware is one of the best investments that we can make. And Caraway Cookware isn't the cheapest cookware out there, but it's so worth it because it lasts for a long time. So all of their products are made without any toxic materials like all the PFASs and PFOAs and all those other hard to pronounce chemicals. Their naturally slick surface means minimal oil or butter. And they are just so well loved. Over 65,000 people have rated them five stars. So if you're wanting to upgrade your kitchenware, both in style and design, both in ease and grace in terms of it being nonstick and in terms of your health, take advantage of Caraway's 10% offer when you go to carawayhome.com slash over it. Again, that's C-A-R-A-Y-A-W home.com slash over it or use code over it at checkout. Caraway makes non-toxic cookware modern and stylish. So take advantage of that 10% offer today. All right. And now on to my coaching call with Mariella. Mariella, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, I'm hoping that you can help me with a sister wound that I have. Mm -hmm. So I know that my sister is about to get engaged. This would be her second marriage. And I guess I'll give you a little backstory on what's been going on with me and her. So she is divorced 
And when I met her ex-husband, when they had first started dating, I was probably like 13. So she's an older sister. She's five and a half years older than me. Mm-hmm. So I was probably about 12 or 13 when she started dating this person. And I just like instinctively knew he wasn't right for her. I don't, and I know that now, but at the time I, I didn't know why necessarily I thought he wasn't the one. I just thought he was disrespectful. I thought he was verbally abusive. I thought he didn't treat my parents right. I thought he didn't treat me right. And I just, I just knew he like, wasn't the one for her. Right. So then Mm -hmm. fast forward, they end up getting a divorce. He's a terrible person. All these things come to light and, you know, he becomes an alcoholic all these things that my sister finally acknowledges all these red flags, right. That she ignored Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I guess at that point in time, I mean, I was 13, so I was expressing myself that he wasn't the one for her, that I didn't like him. And what I was met with was either that I was just jealous that my sister had a boyfriend and I didn't, or it was, I was just met with the same, like, well, he's here to stay. So you're going to have to get over it Mm. type of type of response to me being like, you're, which was actually me. I mean, that was like my 13 year old self being like, you deserve better. I love you. I want more for you Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. than what this is. But at that time, it's like my feelings weren't heard. They weren't justified. It didn't Mm -hmm. matter. And now, like in hindsight, she's, she sees those red flags She is divorced from him and has since had multiple relationships with different guys. Now she's apparently found the one and they're getting engaged, you know, for Christmas. But it's like, I cannot be happy for her. Like in every single relationship, no matter how great the guy is, it's like, I cannot be happy for her. I'm like triggered every single time she Mm. talks about them having a life together. And I guess I'm just like, I guess I'm just like waiting for her to be like, you were right back in the day about Mm. this other person. And I'm so sorry that I didn't listen to you. But of course, she's never said that. So it's like ever since there's been like this weird, like tension between me and her. And I think I've just put a wall up with her Mm -hmm. because I know that she's not going to listen to my feelings because that's what I was conditioned to believe that my feelings don't matter. And it's like all these other guys that she's dated since they're, they've honestly like all been the one, you know, it's like, she's Mm -hmm. the boy who cried wolf with Mm -hmm. with all these guys. It's like every single one is the one. And then Mm -hmm. something happens and he ends up not being the one. So it's like, I don't believe her when she says that this new guy is the one, even though he obviously is, he's bought the ring. Like they're getting engaged in a few days. It's just like, there is such a block for me to, be happy for her. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because, or yes, you can tell me, I just, I feel like she hasn't learned her lesson. I feel like. And why, let me ask you this. Why is it so important for you that she does? And why is it so important for you to hear you were right? I don't know. I I guess I just want that little girl to feel validated. And at okay. the end of the day, I know I need to like, I know that she can't necessarily give me that. Like I have to give it to myself and I have to just tell myself 
you were right, even though you were only 13, like you were literally a kid, but you had this intuition that you knew. And like, I'm so sorry, nobody listened to you. So why don't you say that with me to your little girl right now? So let's just tap into that little one inside, that 13 year old girl who had a lot of wisdom and saw her big sister doing something that you thought was going to hurt her. Yes. Yeah. And what do you want to say to her? I just want to tell her that her feelings do matter and that they were justified. And that I'm just sorry that nobody, nobody cared to hold space for her or listen to her. It was just like, she was like misunderstood through all of it and was just told to suck it up and deal with it because he's going to be in our family forever. And like, yes, he's in our life forever because they now have two children together, mm-hmm. but there were red flags hey, that she didn't so see. So you're, you're talking to me again? Okay. Not her. <laughs> so this is going to continue to be a pain point until you really take responsibility for letting that little girl know and hear what she needs to hear and really accepting that your sister isn't going to do it for you. Right. So stay with her. Okay. I'm sorry that nobody listened to you and cared about your feelings. Because you were right. And I love you. Mm -hmm. And your feelings do matter. Mm -hmm. Even if other people don't think that they matter. They matter to me. Can you just ask her, why did it matter so much to her that her sister didn't marry this guy? Um, I, I love my sister. And so you're talking to me again. Okay. Stay with that 13 year old. You love your sister. She let her talk. I love my sister. Let that 13 year old really speak. Speak as her. I love my sister. And I only want what's best for her. And my sister is my biggest role model, inspiration. I look up to her. And I value her so much. Mm -hmm. And I just know she deserves more. Mm -hmm. And I'm sad that I can see that being 13 and that she can't see that being 18. Mm -hmm. And what scares you so much about her being in a bad relationship? What scares you so much about that? I'm asking the 13 year old. Oh gosh, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. I'm stuck on this. Yeah. What was your parents' relationship like? I mean, very devoted to each other, 
Catholic, loving, mm-hmm. loving parents. Mm-hmm. 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 So I guess I just, I wanted that for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to ask that 13 year old again, what makes you think your sister's happiness is your responsibility? I don't know. That's also a great question. Yeah. I mean, I could speak to that as like, as an adult now, but okay. as a third try that. I think I'm like the daughter, like, because she went through everything that she went through with her divorce and everything. And I'm the daughter that's like still married. I I feel a responsibility to like keep things together because honestly her divorce, I mean, like growing up in this like strict Catholic family, like divorce is not, not, an, not good. You know, like divorce mm-hmm. is not acceptable honestly you you work through things so it's like my parents were supportive of her divorce after we found out everything that we found out about him and what he did but her divorce still kind of like shifted our entire family dynamic Mm. in a sense and so like I'm the daughter that's like holding things together now is kind of how it feels like as an adult, but as a 13 year old, I don't know why I felt responsible for like saving her from this marriage that she shouldn't have gotten into. I don't know. Well, there might've been a part of you if there was, you know, any religious programming in there, there might've been a part of you that was like scared about that. You know, like if she got divorced, you know what that meant. So, um, question for you. Are you happily married? I am. Okay. Okay. So what I'm going to say to you may sound really harsh. So I'm going to say it and then we can unpack it a little. Um, your sister's life is really none of your damn business. Right. It's really not. And the amount of energetic real estate you're allowing it to occupy inside of you is taking away from your own marriage and your own family. You're absolutely right. And I I get the wounding and I get the pain, but like, let me ask you this. I get that your sister isn't listening to you and I get that she hasn't validated that you are right. Other than that, is she a decent sister? Yes. Is there a but there? Um, I mean, I just think the relationship is kind of more like one-sided, like, And she's honestly been better about it in the past, I'd say like six months, but like she wants to vent to me and talk to me. Like she wants me to hold space for her. But then if I'm telling her about my day or the things that I'm going through, Mm -hmm. she can't, she can't hold space for me. Yeah. So it's like, she wants all these things. So I give and give and give Mm -hmm. to to the relationship. But then Mm -hmm. it's almost met with like, selfishness on her side yeah that it's like if I'm upset or telling her what's going on in my day it's like well there's still things we need to be grateful for today so let's just but when she's crying to me I'm I'm trying to hold space for her and just be like I'm so sorry that you're going through this that is that must be really hard and it's like she can't she can't give me that in return so right 
I mean, so, overall, is she a great sister? Yes. It's just, it. I mean, it's not the relationship that I would want from a sister. Right. You know, I have a right. friend that's closer to me that's that can hold space for me. Right. Yeah. Than, yeah. than what she is. Yeah. And that's beautiful. So you've heard me say on the show before, there's two deaths of our parents we have to grieve, their actual physical death and the death of the ideal. Same thing right. could be true for siblings. I think that there's a little girl in there who at one point really idolized her sister, really looked up to her. You know, being five and a half years younger, you probably got to see her do things that were just so cool. And and that much older, she probably, you know, was just a really great big sister to you when you were littler. And what it seems like is that she, who she is, the reality of who she is, isn't fitting into the ideal you have of her. And you're constantly disappointed because you keep wanting her to be different when all these years she's been consistent. All these years she's been consistent, but you're the one that keeps getting upset, but she's just being her. So the actual most loving thing you could do and the thing that would really repair this from your perspective is just fully accepting her for her. Her choices are her choices. Her choices are her choices. They're not yours. They're not your responsibility. And just, and and listen, you might think you were right about this relationship or the first marriage, but you don't know what karma she had with this person. You don't know what life lessons she was supposed to learn. You can't play God and think you know right. what's right for somebody. Right. And I appreciate you receiving this coaching because it is a little more like direct with you. Please don't misunderstand that I have no compassion for the situation. I do. I feel the hurt. And I also feel how a lot of this is coming from you believing you're right and needing to be validated for that versus just kind of going, you know, and this is the thing with relationships, with parenthood, with, with anything often we like see a hole someone's about to walk into. We point it out multiple times. They still may need to walk into it. Right. And your really quote unquote only job as her sister is to have one boundaries with how much, you know, you're willing to hold space for her versus saying, I think you really need a therapist or a coach to work with you on this because I'm at my capacity. And then just really loving her through her choices. Right. Absolutely. And and really choosing to forgive her and forgive yourself for buying into the misunderstanding that you knew better. It's her life. You don't know better. Right. And I know we can argue outcomes. We could say, look, this guy ended up being a jerk, but we don't know what she needed to learn from that. So take some of the pressure off yourself and some of the know-it-all I know better off yourself as well. Right. And I mean, I, I don't mean for it to come across very like ego sounding, like I'm right. And I knew better. Cause that's not like, I really don't feel like it's, it's like ego or me trying to, to say I was right. It's more of just like the feelings, like the residual effects of 
the conditioning of those feelings not being heard or listened to, you know, now that carries into adulthood that I, that I deal with feeling like my feelings don't matter, that people don't Mm -hmm. care what I think, that my opinion doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So it's more of that. It's, it's less of like, I want to be told I was right. Mm -hmm. It's more about the feelings for me, but yeah, it landed. I hear that. I hear that. And just so you know, you did say early in the show, I just want her to tell me that you were right. Right, right. Yeah. So there is that part and that's okay. We all have ego. We all have ego. So it can be both. There's a part of you that really wants to be validated and that ties into the feeling that your feelings don't matter. And what I will say to that is at this point in your adult life, now that's up to you. That's really up to you. And just because someone doesn't do what you say or agree with your opinion, doesn't mean it's not valid and doesn't mean it doesn't matter. And you'll only feel that way if you keep outsourcing your matterness (laughs) to others. Right, right. I mean, it really landed what you said. The, I mean, I have heard you say before the, you know, grieving the loss of your yeah. parents twice or whatever. Well, I, yeah. I, I mean, I never thought of it with her in that sense. But yeah, it's like the idea that I have of her, of who she is to me, or I guess who she was to me, has like changed, you know, like yeah. she's different. Yeah. And not necessarily different in a bad way. It's just, it's just different. And it's like, I'm still, I'm still coming to terms with that, like, quote unquote, new person that she is. Cause it's, yeah, it's like the death of the old sister that she was to me. Right. Right. Yeah. And I hear that. It's really painful. It's really painful. I get that. But the sooner you grieve that and let it go, the less it will be this constant open sore. And the more you'll be able to step into acceptance of the relationship you have now with her and find that sisterly connection with other people that you choose. Right. And in terms of the being happy for her with this next relationship, instead of being happy for her, be happy with her. Right. You don't have to agree with her decision, but just like let yourself feel her, the joy with her. Be in her happy with her. Right. It's going to feel much better for you. No, for sure. And I, and I mean, I do think I have nothing like bad to say about this new, this new guy. I think the relationship is great. I think it's, it's solid. So it, you know, we, of course I want her to be happy and to find someone again. I think it's just like, it's hard overcoming all of that past stuff, you know? Yeah. It is, but it's actually harder to live with all the past stuff in your present. For sure. For sure. Cause it, I mean, like every, you know, like I said, I'm like triggered so easily by her with everything, like any little text, any little anything. It's like, I'm so triggered by it and I hate that because like you said it's like robbing me of my energy and my time that I'm like 
still going through all of this, dealing, dealing with these feelings, you know? Right. 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 I think that the grieving will really, really help. Like really just letting this go. Right. No. And it it feels like I've already done so much grieving, obviously not enough, you know, but it's just like, oh my gosh, how much grieving over it can I really do? So you have, but I'm just going to be really direct with you. You, you still had a piece of you that wanted it to be different, either her to be different or grab back and get the apology of, I wish I would have listened to you. So there was still an attachment. So like, if we imagine grieving the death of someone, if someone dies, we know they're not coming back. Like there's no part of us. that's like, oh, all of a sudden they're going to show up again. Part of how we get through the grieving is really accepting they are gone. So I definitely think you've been sad about it. I definitely think you've grieved aspects of it, but like really grieving and getting to total acceptance of this is the way it is. This is the way it was. This is what happened. I'm not going to get an apology. It's not going to be different. It's dead. That's going to get you really over the hump. Because when we grieve with still attachment, it's like, grieving someone who died, but still hoping they're going to come back and knock on our door, which never actually frees us to be able to fully grieve. Right. It's like, I'm still waiting for her to acknowledge it on some level. And it's like, she never, I need to, that that's just not going to ever be an option. You know, like I need to just act like it's not an option, (laughs) you know? Exactly. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand this is hard. And I just wanted to be a little more direct with you to help kind of pull you out of some of this because I want you to be able to be, well, my wish for you is to be able to be, you know, free of a lot of this pain you're carrying. Right. Yes. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. So thank you, Mariella, for letting me be so direct with you. I think it was really helpful in this situation because I felt like I needed to just pull her out of a bit of a story, for lack of a better word, victim story that she was in. So first, I just want to presence that I feel how much she loves her sister and how much she cares about her sister. And oftentimes our love and care for someone manifests into, again, lack of a better word, controlling behavior. So I think there was many factors here, some we didn't get to explore. So first, the age difference, 13 and 18. Even though it's only a five-year age difference, that's significant in terms of siblings. And my guess is that 13-year-old saw her 18-year-old sister going off with this guy, and a part of her felt like she was going to lose her. So not only did she not like the guy, but she was also probably grieving the loss of a sister. And if we had more time or if she was my client, we really would have explored that, what it was like for her at 13 years old to see her sister go off in this significant relationship and what it meant for their relationship, what it meant for the loss of of their dynamic. 
You know, I was listening to a parenting book on my walk this morning, and one of the things they were talking about is that something that's so hard for so many children, especially toddlers, is the birth of a sibling because their whole life changes. You know, I'm the oldest. My sibling was born, my sibling, my sister Carrie was born when I was about three years old. And I can still remember it being just a really, really significant change in my life. And so whenever we have that change in family dynamic, no matter how old we are, it's impactful. So Mariella, if you're listening, that's another level to explore here. I also want to make a distinction here between feelings and opinions. So the feelings that she might've been having is sadness over the loss of her sister and the particular dynamic she was used to because she's going off with the sky. There might have been fear around, you know, her sister possibly getting a divorce and what that meant religiously, fear around her sister getting hurt. And then there's the opinion of this guy isn't right for you and you shouldn't be with him and you shouldn't have married him. So those are two different things. So for all of you listening, I want you to be really honest with yourself about are people respecting your feelings? Are you actually sharing your feelings or are you just sharing your opinions? Because other people's life are really none of your business. And you can have opinions up the wazoo. It doesn't really matter. If you want really vulnerable, healthy, authentic connection with people, then you use I language and you share about your feelings, not your opinions. I'm sad that you're going to be in this relationship and our relationship as sisters may change. I'm scared that you may get hurt. That's different than, I don't like this person, you shouldn't date them. Now, I'm not saying that she said any of that. I'm just giving you an example. So really make that distinction between feelings and opinions. And also be honest with yourself about how often you want to be right. Oh, I love being right. I'm sure so many of you love being right. But you know what I love more? I love being in healthy, loving relationships. And so, so often, especially with my husband, when like I know I'm right about something, it just isn't worth the argument. What am I getting from being right? So I had a coach once say to me, would you rather be right or would you rather be loving? Now, this does not mean that you just let people walk all over you, that you become a doormat. But I think a lot of times there's this difference in opinions and just let yourself off the hook in terms of your need to be right, really. And think about how much time and energy you waste on needing to be right. And this was true for Mariella as well. She had a lot of energetic real estate invested in, I want to be right about this. And underneath that, as she said, it was really the feelings of feeling like her emotions and feelings aren't validated, but there's still a big part of her that wanted to be right. So she can go and deal with the feeling part of it and really look at, you know, how she's setting up herself to not be heard because there's what happens to us in childhood. And then we have to take 100% responsibility for the, the feelings and the story that go along with my feelings don't matter. And know that because of our childhood conditioning and because of our childhood traumas, we then teach people how to treat us. So she's probably set up in her life a dynamic, especially with sister, where she holds more space than actually shares vulnerability. And so maybe a good step with her sister would be to vulnerably share, I'd love the opportunity to vent to you more and just be heard. My experience is that I feel like hold space for you and I'd really love to share more authentically about my life. Now, if her sister is not the person she wants to do that with, 
then accept, okay, this is the dynamic we're in. Have boundaries around it. Ask for what you need. Get your vulnerability met elsewhere. You know, one of my big themes this year that I'm going to be saying over and over to all of you is about taking 100% responsibility for your life and getting out of other people's business. In Mariella's case, it's really about accepting her sister for who she is and then grieving without any attachment to it changing. You either let go of your past by processing it and accepting it, or you continue to live with it in your present. All right, everyone, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.